I'm Derek Joyce and I'm here with Paul Omorda and this is I'm Not The Expert But. This is a podcast where we'll discuss everything from the most complex ideas that we know nothing about to the simplest ideas that we probably know nothing about either. So put the kettle on, get comfy and join us. So Volcanoes Part 2. Is it part two or is it just... Oh yeah, it's part two. It's yeah, we did part one, you know. So Sorry, this yeah. is this is the second one. It's part two. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure whether we we had released part one or we were gonna stitch them together. We had, yeah. Course, and it's it's probably the only one because I edit them and I listen to us talking and I clear background noises out and all that kind of crack. And it's not something that I want to go through and listen to again. You know, after yeah. it's uploaded and I've done it, yeah, oh, I've done I enjoy it. listening to back to the well, show. I'm, I'm a bit of an narcissist. I'm sure you know? I would too, but after editing them, I've yeah. listened to them You've and listened to them carefully. Yeah, you know, and, that kind of thing. And probably multiple times listening to the same kind of section to get it right. Or, yeah, no, I get you. But part one is something I've listened to twice so yeah, far. Oh, yeah. there you go. So it's right. so interesting. And I told you in part one, how much I wish I'd studied all this. Yeah. So yeah. that could have You're some a bit of an con- amateur contributing yeah, factor yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. So if you haven't listened to part one, go back and listen to it. It's fantastic. And, and we'll be waiting right here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Pompeii is where I want to start this week. Oh, okay. That's very famous. It's arguably the most famous eruption in history. Yeah. Not the biggest. But it is arguably. No, because of the aftermath. Yeah, yeah. Happened. Everybody knows the history. And it, it happened in 79 AD. Is it that long ago? Yeah. Jesus. 79 AD. Oh, I said I wasn't going to say AD anymore. So it happened yeah. in 79 CE. CE, sorry. Yeah. CE. BCA is before. Yeah. So 79 CE. But it was rediscovered in the 1800s, I think it was. Yeah, that's kind of what I... Yeah. You know, so it's, it's recent memory. Mm. if you want to call it that because it was yeah, really yeah I mean, we would have learned about it in school and stuff like yeah, it was yeah, definitely yeah. on the curriculum it probably still is yeah you know it's one yeah, of those I hope it is yeah you know, it's one of those um, kind of pivotal moments you know Tutankhamen's tomb Pompeii yeah yeah those those you know stuff in it. those moments in history that kind of everybody goes Jesus Christ yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was, and I'm sure Let's it was. All about it. Let's I'm get sure into it, it was fucking pivotal for I mean, I the people the that were caught up in it. it. You know, yeah. Volcano erupted, lava covered people, basically going about their day to day lives, and they were kind of frozen in lava. In I, which is kind of sounds, it. and it's very it's accurate, but it just sounds weird hearing they were frozen. In something that was extremely hot. Yeah, no, you don't know what I mean. No, I'm not. I'm not correcting you because I said the same thing, and when I I, and I read the same thing, and I was like, "Is that correct?" They were incinerated, and what the shape that was their body was. And there's a reason for that. The guy that discovered bones, and I'm I don't know if I'll talk about him. I can't remember his name, but this 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 guy discovered bones of Pompeians that had been buried under the pyroclastic flow. And the pyroclastic flow, you remember that? It's yeah, the hot yeah. ash and debris and detritus and lava and rock and all yeah. that shit that comes steaming down a uh, mountain at like... 700 miles an hour, I think you said it was, which really shocked me. And 700 kilometres. Yeah. Like you see bloody fucking volcanoes in movies or whatever and it's that slow... 
you know, lava seeping down the side of the hill, creeping towards yeah, you know, no, yeah. And I was like, how the fuck did they not run away from this shit? Like, and then you said to me, it's 700 miles well, an hour. Well, that's, like, ah. that's a pyroclastic flow. Yeah. That's not the lava No, that's surge. the like, initial explosion, basically, isn't it's, it? No, it's been exploding. As far as you know, it's been exploding. It's a build-up and then it's a release. Yeah. It's, it's top heavy and it just surges down. It just down goes like an avalanche. Yeah. And it just swallows everything in its path. Yeah. But the guy that discovered the bones, he discovered them in a, not a cavern, because when you think a cavern, you think of something huge. Yeah. But it's, it's a cavity. That's yes. the word I'm looking for. It's small cavity. And basically. the cavity he filled with plaster cast and it turned out to be the shape of the person who used to own those bones. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, like they, that's where the body was, like, yeah. Vaporised, incinerated, whatever yeah. way you want to put it. And they're really, if you go on Google and look at them, and maybe you'll find a couple of pictures and you can throw up, or oh, throw, yeah. even throw up a couple of links. Yeah. But it's really haunting. Mm. You don't see, like, vivid features. They're, they're no, just kind of, you know, they're, they're head-shaped, yeah, amorphous. Like a, yeah, like a clay Limbs kinda. sticking out. You, you can tell that they're... Clay sculpted, that's not You can tell that they're in the fetal position or yeah. you can tell that they're hunkered, holding their knees to their chest. Yeah. You know, that kind of way. Yeah. But it's, they're haunting looking. Yeah. It's, it's just... See, it's interesting you say they're haunting. Like, people go visit these places, like, you know, like that, like Auschwitz as well. So I that's on a different think, level completely. I know, but I just don't think I could... Go somewhere like that, whether it be Pompeii or Auschwitz or even Ground Zero in New York, and I just I, just I don't have a friend in school, and she went to Auschwitz and doesn't ever need to go again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's not something you do or a tour visit. I wouldn't imagine. I also I followed the the Auschwitz Memorial Society on mm. Twitter. Yeah. And they there's people take pictures. And selfies outside. Selfies. Selfies oh, with fucks. and selfies with the thing up, you know, the finger, the V oh, sign. Oh, for fuck's sake! Hi, I'm here. Kind of bullshit. Yeah. And Hi, pe- people are being not advised not to, but they're being encouraged oh, not, not to do that yeah. and show respect and all that kind yeah, of thing. Like but it's, yeah, it's people are fucking idiots. Yeah, but anyway, no, as most people know, Pompeii was buried under tons of ash in the Vesuvian eruption of seventy nine AD. Mm. Okay, so, so I didn't know it was 79 AD, but yeah, that was much more. I fucking said AD again. Oh, sorry, so C, but yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that's my fault. Well, I thought anyway, it was much more recent than that. That's Vesuvius mad. had been erupting for thousands of years before that. Okay, now when you say being erupting, how do you mean? Like, you'll find out, or just little? Okay, you'll find out. Okay, <laughs> okay. Oh, well, I'm gonna have to Google it, aren't No. <laughs> You'll get there. In I'm preempting you again, Dale. Sorry. 1995 BCE, in the Bronze Age, for example, the Avellino, A-V-E-L-L-I-N-O, eruption, as it's known, ejected millions of tons of superheated lava, ash and rocks 22 miles or 35 kilometers into the sky, obliterating every village within 15 miles. Is this... The same volcano as... Vesuvius. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what just what it was the Avellino eruption. What's that mean? Like a, I don't know. Somewhere it was called like Avellino and they named names. it. Yeah. Okay, right, okay. In 63 BCE, a massive earthquake struck 
the Campania region, which is now thought to have been a warning of things to come. So in lots of stuff I read about the eruption in the days leading up to the Pompeii incident, lots of people that were there remember the earthquake in 63 BCE. Right. It's a bit tenuous that they would have thought, oh, that's a prelude to something yeah, down the road. Was, or, or, and yeah. it was quite distant. I mean, how many years is that? 63 to 79? 63 to 79. That's 16 years? Yeah, so it's... It's not quite distant. Yeah, but like, it's far like enough. Week that's what I'm saying. So people wouldn't have said, this mm. is this. It's very tenuous. So that thing that happened nearly 20 years ago... Yeah. Is, we should have known yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But but in hindsight, and hindsight being twenty twenty, yeah. I can see how they they are looking at that. And now that we know more about tectonics and shit like that, yeah. you know all that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, who'd remember that? Sixteen years later, in seventy nine A.D., a series of small earthquakes hit the region. So people would have been used to earthquakes. Like San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bit like, yeah, California, San Francisco kind of area. Mm. On the day of the eruption, Pompeii was business as usual. Now, I read that Pompeii was a holiday resort town. Oh, okay. So it was very popular. And there were two festivals, and I don't know the names of them, but there were two festivals. One was, actually, you know, I don't know the name of them, but I think one of them was to honour Augustus, who was considered to be the first emperor of Rome. Yeah. And even has a month named after him. I think it's November. August. It's fucking August. <laughs> so he's even got a month named after him. But it was to honour him. And the other one was to honour, and this is vague something in the back of my head is telling me this was to honour the god Vulcan okay which has a certain irony to it but, is it yeah. irony or is that where the name Vulcanology actually comes from absolutely yeah. 100% yeah, yeah. So. no but the irony is that yeah. they were worship, worshipping Vulcan and then they got fucking wasted by <laughs> Volcano yeah <laughs> they pissed them off so yeah, worship harder, ancient Romans. Worship harder. Yeah, you weren't praying enough. On the day of the eruption, Pompeii was business as usual. As I said, they were celebrating two festivals. Vesuvius blasted a plume of ash and gas so high into the sky, it could be seen for hundreds and hundreds of miles. And across the bay, there were people looking at this. And there was a guy. There's a guy called Pliny the Younger. Do you know Pliny the Younger? Okay, he was a Greek. He's a a, a poet. He was a. I think he was a political commentator. He might have been a philosopher. He was a lawyer. He was a learned, learned guy. Right, yeah. Pliny the Younger, whose dad was called Pliny the Elder. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's just. I think it's just senior and junior. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, it's like me with little yeah, Paul, yeah. 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 Big Paul, little Paul. But Pliny the Younger described it, and I don't have any quotes with me by him, but he was saying as the day went on, he thought the world was ending. He thought he was dying and the world was going with him. 
<laughs> narcissistic much? No, he he was across the bay. He wasn't even at the foot of Vesuvius. Yeah. And he was looking at this going, the fucking world is over. Yeah. You know? So it, it was bad. Oh, sorry, you know, the way you said that there, I thought you meant he thought the world was ending because he was dying. Sorry. No, my point in him saying that it was a cloud coming out of the mountain of such unusual size. Yeah. And it was, it was like... It was like the trunk of a tree. He said it was coming up to a certain height and then it was branching out. Yeah, and then just pluming, yeah. And the reason I mentioned him is scientists now call that kind of eruption a Plinian eruption. Oh, okay. That's that's kind so of way kind of true his the, name in there. The fourth person to, to record. Well, as I said, he was, he was so. a lawyer, author. He was mm. a magistrate of Rome. So yeah, so he wrote this down. Obviously. having survived this and gone through his life I'm sure there's other stuff you can find and say there's that guy again yeah. oh, you yeah, know what I mean yeah, so yeah, that's why they call it a Plinian eruption yeah. it wasn't lethal yet it was just erupting okay, okay? and it, it was looking bad many Pompeians and Herculaneans which is just Herculaneum was just down the coast yeah now, Herculaneum was well. And citizens of other towns like Herculaneum and Pompeii, but there were other small towns yeah, around. Yeah, and one of them, I can't remember yeah. the name. Yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of thing. Of course. Many of these people that lived in those towns, they, they left. They saw what was what coming was out of the mountain. The they were like, fuck out this shit. We're I'm out gone. of here. Festival or not, I'm yeah, gone. And they grabbed all their gear and they grabbed their kids and wives and husbands and they. Girlfriends. They. they made their way out but some stayed as you get i've lived here all my life and i'll die here yeah for those that did stay things got much 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 worse buildings collapsed under the weight of several feet of ash so everything that goes up must come down okay so at one point it started to rain, ash. rain but it was raining, it was rock, and it was pumice, and yeah. it was heavy material. Like, yeah. it, it snowed, ash. inverted commas, snow but it was snow it, falling like ash. Well, you like have a, hailstones a, of rock. Like a heavy, Pumas heavy fall. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus. The day after the initial eruption, a pyroclastic flow, 100 miles an hour, tore down the mountain and vaporized everything in its path. <laughs> About 2,000 Pompeians died in the eruption, and I didn't find out how many Herculeans died. Similar numbers, I'd say. If not more, but all in, between 20 and 25,000 people lost their lives. Wow. And only 2,000 in Pompeii? Well, then. well, you know, how big would it have been? You yeah, know? this is it. Like, I thought it was a... You know, yeah, it would have been, but it's... it's so Herculeum, Herculeum was probably even bigger then. But it, there would have been people there would have been if they went in for the festival would have been yeah. vendors to sell but would have been people that can afford to go there yeah. Yeah. and celebrate the festival. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like Glastonbury or whatever, you know. Everyone wants to be at Glastonbury because they'll get tickets. You know. Kind of thing. Yeah, but... I, Last time I was in Glastonbury, I didn't see any volcanoes. <laughs> no, so, yeah, okay. No, we know what I mean. So when the pyroclastic flow hit Pompeii, the people there died instantly. Jeez. They were cooked yeah. instantly. Vaporised. Yeah. How Every, is it, though, that... 
and you're probably going to get to it, but um, how is how is it that Pompeii is more famous than Herculaneum? I don't know. It's weird. Like everyone, everyone maybe maybe I mean, maybe it was like I mean maybe it was more famous before that as well. Maybe it was the place to be. Maybe no, but I mean in context of the eruption, like everybody knows Pompeii, everybody's heard of Pompeii. Because maybe, because maybe Pompeii was the it? place to be. It was the holiday resort to go to. Mm. It was the festival town. It was maybe, yeah, yeah. you know. So maybe it just had. Well, I meant like as an archaeological site, it just seems to be more well known. But yeah, Herculaneum seems to be even richer in archaeological materials now. Or inside that. I wouldn't know. I've never been to either and I'd love to go to both. Yeah. But I do yeah. have a friend who went to Pompeii and he said, I was saying, oh, jeez, I'd love to go there. And he said, know, if you see. ever go, go to Herculaneum. Yeah. Herculaneum yes, is yes. better. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, so, anyway. It's weird. I don't think I'd, uh, I'd like to go anyway. Every drop of water in the bodies of the people that were in Pompeii when the paraclastic flow hit. Every drop of water. And... It, in adults, the water content is 50 to 65 percent, yeah. and in kids, it's 75 to 78 percent yeah, yeah. water. Instantly bursting seam. All the, the blood, the sweat, all the moisture, the liquid in the eyes instantly turned to steam. People's skulls ruptured because all of that is moisture. People's skulls ruptured as the seam forced its way out of an, an enclosed space. The heat of the pyroclastic flow was over a thousand degrees Celsius. I didn't bother to translate that into Fahrenheit. Because that's, that's, that's fucking a thousand degrees Celsius. Those that didn't die of the heat, the poisonous gases did them in. So you would have had everything coming down in that pyroclastic surge. Yeah. All that said, they wouldn't have suffered in their last moments. It was instantaneous. So there'd been more suffering as they were trying to breathe in yeah, uh, uh, an inverted common snowfall of ash yeah. in in pumice falling or getting or or fleeing their roofs collapsing would have taken a lot of lives. Yeah. The or people who the boulders hitting them in the head. Yeah, the, and getting absolutely schooled yeah. then and done it that would have hurt and you may have died relatively sl- slowly or you may have asphyxiated because you couldn't breathe. But to get hit by the pyroclastic flow, it was instantaneous. Yes. So there was no pain. The bodies of the victims, and this is what I was saying to you, and I wrote it and it was weird. The bodies of the victims were frozen in time. Yeah. <laughs> and I put frozen in time in the inverted commas because it still doesn't sit yeah. well with me. Frozen in <laughs> thousand degrees, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Many bodies uncovered. Almost 2,000 years later, were excavated holding valuables they owned. Right. Some clutched their children, and they were their valuables, okay. trying to protect them from the oncoming pyroclastic flow or the eruption unfolding around them. There's one which, if you're going to look online for images to put up on the Facebook page, there, there's one yeah. where an adult is cradling a child. It's really haunting. Vaulting. And that's it's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. It's haunting looking. Yeah, yeah that's it's why horrible. I really don't think I could go there. I really don't. I wouldn't handle it very well. As much as, you know, 
from a historical and archaeological perspective, I'd love to go, but no, just, 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 just such a horrible tragedy. It is, but it's history, man. No, I know. I, you know? I get it. I can read about it. I can watch documentaries on it. I don't need to go there. I'd love to go there. Okay. In 1748, Pompeii and Herculaneum were rediscovered almost exactly as they were before the eruption. Mm. Minus the moisture. There was no moisture left. All that time, Pompeii lay preserved under 25 feet of ash. Now, weren't you saying, has it erupted? Yeah, like you were saying, it's, it's it was erupting for 20,000 years, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I don't, like, to me, the volcano erupting is all that shit getting thrown out on top of the volcano, yeah? What does erupting mean, if not that? Like, it wasn't spewing when? stuff like that. When? For 20,000 years. You said it had been erupting for 20,000 years. How do you know it hadn't been, though? So, well, well, you'd hardly build a town right next to it then, would you? Right now, and we're going to talk about that when we get on to uh, the, what's it called? The, the Campi Flegre caldera mm. in the Bay of Naples. Yeah. There's five million people living in the Bay of Naples. Yeah, but this thing is not spewing an ash cloud 24-7, Hold that thought. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like, you know what I'm getting at? Like, you know I what do, I, mean? I do. Ocean, I think... I do, you know, but I do, but that doesn't stop people. Okay. On the seventeenth of March, nineteen forty-four, Paddy's Day. Seventeenth of March, nineteen forty-four, during World War Two, yeah. Vesuvius erupted again. Okay. It was, I think, it was seven or eight months after the Allies had landed in, in Italy. Normandy. Oh, in Italy. There Sorry, were yeah. eighty Allied planes lost and an airfield. Wow. And an airfield. Fucking airfield. That's nuts. I've never heard that it before. Erupted. I mean, I would have read a lot about World War II. Well, it's... You'd think that'd be a fairly kind of, you know, significant event. No, because event, it wasn't... Like. It, it was a significant event, but it wasn't part of the war. I know, but it's you know? still... So, I if know. you're reading about World War II, the, the, even... Like, I'm not saying that you're not going to find information on it, but, but the hashtags and the metadata that's in all these things... Is, is not going to contain yeah, no, no, everything no. you're looking for. So it's just not going to throw it up. The algorithm won't throw it up. I've read several books about the war and stuff and, and a lot of kind of human stories and things, kind of background stuff. you think it would have got a mention somewhere. Like, I'm definitely going to go look for that now. That's cool. Not cool, but I, I mean, it's interesting. I looked it up. It's so and interesting. I looked it up and there were World War Two warplanes flying around an ejecting volcano. It's nuts. It's fucking insane. I was like, what the fuck? There has to be a book about that somewhere. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. That's really after fascinating me now. So now, two yeah, teams that are very interested in volcanoes in World War Two. So, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, there you it's go. awesome. Yeah, but it's absolutely insane. Vesuvius is still grumbling. It's mm. heavily monitored. Yeah, oh yeah. Like course, it's yeah. very, yeah. very active. Yeah, it's probably the most dangerous volcano on, on the planet in terms of <laughs> human loss, is it? You're just setting me up. This is great. Uh, yeah, probably. no, keep going, man. Okay, <laughs> so it's not that. We haven't even talked about Iceland yet. I know, yeah. Jesus. Okay. I think everyone listening will remember that one. In 2010. Well, it's yeah. like, remember what one? Cause well, the one that grounded all, the, yeah, all yeah. the aircraft and. 
in 2010. I think it was probably 2010. Was that long ago? It didn't seem that long ago. But it spewed that ash cloud all over the whole Oh, world. yeah, Fiatla Yogatol. That sounds familiar. Yeah, there you go. Say I that probably again. said it, or I've probably no, said it, it all wrong. I'm not Islamic. I'm going to make you say that again. Say it oh, yeah, Fiatla Yogatol. Like that. Yeah, there you go. Practicing it for you a week. You sounded like Bjork. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I. I, I was like, I'm not going into this podcast when without attempting it. Yeah. And nice. it's spelled E Y J A F J A L L A J O with the two dots over it. Yeah. K U L L. And I, I watched videos with loads of Icelandic people pronouncing it who all obviously do a far better job than I am. I have But what did you say? <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> I don't, like, trying to say it, there's consonants and syllables yeah. going together that aren't native to me yeah. to pronounce in course, English. Yeah. Yeah. And because I don't speak Icelandic yeah. is what makes it. I wish I'd had the foresight years ago when I'd heard Eiflathe Jutical. Eiflathe Jutical. Eiflathe Say with me. I'm going to teach you all my right. all my mistakes. Right, so a yeah, a yeah, a yeah, a yeah, fiatla, fiatla, yokatul, a yeah flatla yokatul. See, see, see the way you're saying flatla. It's not. Yeah. It's fiatla, and that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying about syllables not going together that are that are in my language. You know that kind of way. So anyway, yeah. so yeah. Anyway, speaking of Iceland, that volcano. Do you want to regale us with your story of when you met Bjork? No. No. Okay. Another podcast. No, that's <laughs> definitely another podcast. But what I I found out or I discovered, and I could be wrong, when people were pronouncing it, Icelandic people were pronouncing the double L is sounds like a T L. Ah, like in Welsh where it's a. I don't know. Double L and Welsh. It's a double L, so it's yeah. Aya Fiatla. Fiatla. But Aya-fiatla. in the, another volcano, which is... Even more unpronounceable. Fagra the Alsfjak. And I could be wrong. And again, my pronunciation is all over the place. But the L's, there's two L's at the end of that. But they're a K sound. No, they're a K sound. So I think it's whatever precedes it. Right. Or whatever proceeds it yeah. determines how it's it sounds. Yeah, I've been wanting to learn Icelandic. Yeah, now, I'd love to learn Icelandic because yeah. it's I love such Nordic, a good accent. Yeah, I love Nordic Such a good accent, such a good language. Yeah, yeah it's brilliant. Do you ever listen to Nordic people speaking? And so many of their syllables and their pronunciations are very similar to like West Coast Ireland. A lot of times, like you know, like you hear Erling Haaland being interviewed. Actually, that's a really bad example. He was born and raised in Yorkshire. Those like you. See Norwegians or whatever being interviewed after after matches, and it's there's like serious twangs of an Irish accent coming yeah. to it. So that yeah. fascinates me. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm sure I'm pronouncing them all wrong, but that's the volcano that is really active. So yeah. you've got that one. You've got uh, Fagra de Alsfjak, I think it was called. I said it was, or Katla. That's Katla, always easy one. Katla is the much bigger sister of Ayaflata. Yucatel, right, and that's beneath a glacier, right. And if that goes off, we're all dead. That's changing the way we go around 
and the way we travel for for a long long time because being beneath a glacier it's instant steam when that yeah. ice hits when that ice hits the lava the yeah. magma because it won't have ejected yet the magma that's instant steam and when water touches steam it, it expands, expands by 1600 times wow so that's a phenomenal amount of steam explosion yeah so mm-hmm. that's nuts so where does that go up <laughs> up and out and it around. does goes up goes into the atmosphere that's what I'm saying it'll change the way we do everything on this planet uh, and will it's it be not, instantaneous though will it like you know turn into steam and then disperse pretty much quickly or will that be instantaneous yeah but will it disperse instantly when it turns into steam the steam is not just the only thing that goes up everything around it goes up so there's also the lucky fisher eruption of 1783 slash 4 there's the in tectonics there's there's the mid-atlantic ridge yeah that goes up the middle of the atlantic the american plate is pulling away from the european plate mm. and it's just constant moving tectonics but that bisects iceland oh okay and that's in right on that like 1783 slash 4 that erupted Iceland itself is a volcanic island, isn't it? It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's literally, yeah. yeah. It appeared from the, you know, out of the sea. Yeah. yeah. Well, kind of didn't everything. Oh, yeah. That erupted by 19, and that was, that, that changed global climate. That changed Earth's climate. The most recent one? This, no, the one in 17... Sorry. 83, 84, the, the Lackey Fisher eruption. And the Lackey Fisher wasn't the volcano shape you're thinking of in your head that we went through before it was it was a fissure oh okay right yeah yeah. it was a long fissure and like a crevice yeah and people there there have been accounts taken by people from people who witnessed it and they said it was a curtain of fire it was yeah not the it was the eruption that you're thinking of with all the vo- the lava spewing out yeah. but it was in a curtain a it was a closed in a curtain line, in like, a straight yeah. line Jesus. just spewing it's kind of like what lava. you see in revenge of the sith okay know. here we are to start yeah, shit no, again no but i mean they did the whole lava thing and that yeah and but yes there, yeah exactly like that lava, like Jesus, yeah. by 1785 20% of icelanders had died from hunger, malnutrition, or disease. Wow. So a year just later, like 20% were dead. Yeah. Yeah. It just killed all, of, all the fauna. It's Bob. estimated to have killed a million people worldwide through famine, through yeah. malnutrition, through Jeez. disease, all that kind it's of thing. Sense. So it Makes Pompeii look like a tea party, like. Well, that's what I was saying, laughing every time you were saying that's got to be the worst one on the planet. Yeah, no, I mean, the serious must be the It just gets worse, worse, worse. Because it's still, it could do that tomorrow, like, again. Anything in Iceland could. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we, we, shit is going to happen, man, you know, live your life. Yeah. That paradox thing you were talking about, anything that can happen will eventually happen. That's not paradox, time. wasn't that a, what was that? No, you were saying Sod's Law, no, just... But there's the other thing, given enough time, 
everything that can possibly happen will happen. Oh yeah, that's yeah. I don't know what that is. It's not the Fermi I, I, paradox. No, no, it's not the Fermi paradox. Right, anyway, that's a different podcast. Yeah, a whole different podcast. Sorry. So we'll, we'll get there. No, you're okay. Don't don't apologize. So we we've discussed Pompeii. We've breezed over Iceland and how volatile and dangerous that shit is. We haven't even looked at Hawaii. And I don't have much on Hawaii. And, but that's constant eruption. That's constantly giving out like fucking lava and it's building new islands and they're yeah. sinking into the sea and they're coming up out of the sea and they're coming out of the volcano and they're fucking making the island bigger, all that kind of thing. It's Smile. fucking nuts. Hawaii is an archipelago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, so it's all like it's a chain of islands. Yeah, yeah, and and it all comes from a volcanic fissure, and it moves up, and it creates an island, and tectonics move the island on, and it creates a new one, and there's okay. that's the way I think it is. That's the way I think. Cycle. It I know okay. that's the way uh, the Galapagos works, isn't it? I, so yeah, that's no the way it goes. But it is. It's it's all a cycle, that's right? Mad. So Hawaii is eight major islands and one hundred and twenty nine small islands. Mad. It's not. So that's it's. it's it must be yeah. a creation I just think process. It's weird. And I know, like we're talking on a fucking planetary scale, so I mean, it's a long time. Is it conceivable that the Earth's core eventually runs out of? Like it's all injected to the sun no. eventually. No, that's that's because just the not pressure feasible. Is constantly, yeah. That's just not feasible because I mean, there's if you just think on tectonic terms, there's subduction. So mm. there's plates coming up and there's plates getting pushed down. Yeah. yeah Those yeah. plates getting pushed down are just turning into magma again. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm sure that the mechanism is a lot more complex than that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, It's yeah. constant renewal. Yeah. yeah you know. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, no, I was just thinking of, you know, like this kind of hollow ball full of magma and it's spitting magma up and making islands out of it. Is it going to run out of magma someday? Well, it can't because the pressure has to push something up. But if there's, if, like you say, if it ran out of magma, it wouldn't run out of magma, inverted commas. Wouldn't it just, just the pressure would just be, get so low to a point where it couldn't. No, no. I, th- I think you're fucking, you're talking, you're thinking about fucking I don't know. planet killer shiting Star yeah. Wars or something like no, that. No, it's nothing to do with Star Wars. No, just no but, but no, it won't. It's yeah, no, it was just, a, you know, getting your head around this idea that islands are being made from yeah, constantly. undersea volcanic, and it's a process and they move, then the next one comes and then they move, the next well, one Well, they don't do it like... So it's just hard to kind of contemplate an infinite source, if you know what I mean. Planet's been here for four point three million yeah. years, man. or six thousand years, depending on what you believe. Uh, no. Yeah, no, I'm not going to believe. So, Kilauea and Mauna Loa are two of the most active volcanoes in the world, and they're on Hawaii. All islands in Hawaii are less than a million years old. Wow! Hey. Wow! That's mad. It's That's... what the third of October. Oh, say last month, the tenth of September. Last month. Yeah. Kilauea, Kilauea erupted. Didn't it? Oh, I think I did hear it. It stopped actually. on September the 16th. Yeah, I think I did hear that mention of NBC yeah. or something. Yeah. So, yeah, it is. 
It's 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 con constantly active. As I was saying, when you were saying people living so close to yeah. a volcano and all that kind of thing. Um, it's a bit like bad, isn't it? Bad. It's a bit mad. A bit mad. We well, see, here's the thing. Volcanoes take life, obviously, but they, they give life. Yeah, it's a very fertile. You know, very fertile stuff, soil. Yeah, and it does yeah. depend on where you go. But for instance, and I'll talk about them later, the Hawaiian islands, the lava that comes out there, it's basalt. Right, okay. You know, and that's that's really fertile soil. That's really good for me. Whereas, and I'm not going to touch on it today, but a different podcast I want to do on earthquakes okay. and the whole the legends behind them, which is really interesting. Okay. In the Crete, I think it is, and I'll probably correct myself when I I get to it. But Crete has a very different kind of rock. And doesn't create very fertile soil. Right, yeah. So yeah, it depends yeah. on no, no, where no. you are on the planet and what's being yeah. created, you know, that kind of, that kind of thing. Out, yeah. But anyway, Campi Flegre, which I was talking to you about when you were saying people living so close to a fucking volcano is mad. Campi Flegre is located west of Naples in Italy and it's part of the Flegraean Fields, a large region of supervolcanic calderas. There's 24 of them. Okay. Most of them are located on the water. But Campi Flegre, which is the one I looked at, mm. more than seven miles across. Uh, and it's located in the Bay of Naples. Super volcanic. Is that it's, the size or just really active? It's, we talked about super volcanoes in the first one. Okay, you know, yeah. Yellowstone National Park, super yeah, volcano, yeah. it's a, a big aperture. It's not the volcano with the size yeah. that you're thinking of. It's a caldera. Yeah. It's a caldera. It's it's when it erupted, everything fell into the volcano. Right, so that's like it collapsed. But it's now filled with magma again. There's, yeah. It's hardened over, it's crusted over, but there's still a chamber beneath. And they're miles and miles across. And it can't be flagrate seven miles across. Yeah. So if can't be flagrate yeah. all went up at once. Yeah. Super volcanic eruption. Right. You know, that's that's yeah. fucking nuts. Right, now I got you, yeah, yeah. Okay. Campi Flegre last erupted twelve thousand years ago. And it's a pretty active chain. It's the same it's on the same chain as Vesuvius. Yeah. So you know, we're talking about that region. Mm. Pretty mad place to live. <laughs> but not. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get you, it's just I uh, I'm still trying to get my head around this. Oh, I keep thinking of volcanoes like what you see in the dinosaur movies. You know? so, okay. like, imagine living beside that. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I get but, it. but but it's, they're everywhere, yeah. and it's fertile soil, and it's usually a great place to live, and it's not likely that your volcano is going to erupt mm. until it does. Until it does, but I mean, how long is a piece of string? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And if you're gonna live in fear like that, then why bother fucking doing anything? I know, I know what you're out of bed. saying, but it's just seems like a bit of a mad decision. Like, let's build a town. Not to me. Let's build a town that will absolutely get wiped out if this thing ever erupts. So we don't really know when it's going to erupt. Yeah. Next week, wh what what do you what do you think? What's what's in your head? What town is in your head while you're saying that to well, me? I'm thinking Pompeii. Like, what happened to Pompeii? Do you that think they had again? the knowledge of that? They believe no. in gods, man. I know. Yeah, they didn't then. I think we do now. People are still living beside these things. But it's heavily monitored. Yeah, but what? They can, they, 
if if it goes off, it goes off, and that's a risk you take. But when you, you get, get up out the way, you get advance warning. Obviously, but you're gonna lose everything. Okay. That's yeah. what I don't get. I just don't get that. No, anyway. Okay. Anyway, Campy Flegray erupted thirty-five thousand years ago, and it also erupted forty thousand years ago. It erupted twelve thousand years ago, and it is. It's very active. Okay, but the 40,000 yeah, like year ago, years, yeah. yeah, but you know, it's an active chain. And as I said, it's monitored and it does show activity yeah. and undersea activity. There's, there's land swelling. Do you remember we were talking about Mount St. Helens yeah. at the beginning? And I said, that's the, the, the yeah. yeah, it's going up and going down. You said it's solid rock. It's mm. not, it's, it's up and down. It's okay. usually like it's, yeah. it's, it's breathing. Yeah, exactly. The eruption 40,000 years ago of Campi Flegrei is suspected to have caused and contributed to the extinction of the Neanderthals. I rest my case. <laughs> that's nuts. Yeah, it's, that's like... But, you know... But I get it, you, you could be living anywhere in a volcano. I was about to say, you know, it's, it's it doesn't enough, matter. The, the, the yeah, Neanderthals all didn't live around a yeah, volcano. No, going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they lived where they fucking lived. Yeah. And, and they were wiped out. Yeah, yeah. No, so, I get you know, it, I get it. if you're going to go, you're going to go, buddy. Mm. And if you're, if you're going to be killed by a volcano, probably the closest you are to it, the quicker it's going to happen and you're not going to suffer. Maybe that's what they were thinking about in Pompeii. Away, you know. A massive eruption 200,000 years ago of Campi Flegrei spewed so much ash into the atmosphere that it triggered a volcanic winter. How do we know this? Now? Just... just uh, you know, two hundred thousand years. Yeah, but geologists would know this because of rock layers and. Yeah, no, I get that, they'd, and they'd probably know that it was an eruption. But how do they know it caused a volcanic winter? Because they would look at the amount of debris in the atmosphere that reflects sunlight back into space and cools the planet down. It's gonna happen, and without mm. light, plants are gonna die. Mm. Crops are gonna fail. People are gonna go hungry. People are gonna die of malnutrition and disease. Yes. So it does happen. Yeah, no, no, I get that, but it's just like two hundred years ago. Seems two hundred thousand years. Two hundred thousand years ago seems a long time ago to have something that accurate. Be able to say, you know, it, it did this and it did that. Like it just seems a bit. I don't. Know. But the records would all be in rock. Mm. You know. Yeah, this is. They it. didn't it's, just. It's geology. Disappear. Yeah. yeah. Geology, I suppose. Yeah. Mad. Like you said, it's mad. It's mad. It is. It's <laughs> all nuts. <laughs> it's a fascinating topic. It's not something we had thought at all about before we decided to do this episode. So, like, I know you're passionate about volcanoes. This is all completely new to me. Right. Well, there you go. This is where my passion comes from. Yeah. Past and interest in volcanoes. It's, it's, it's been peaked now, I can tell you. So, it triggered a suspected volcanic winter. Okay. Suspected. It's taught to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, yeah. suspected. That's, that's nuts. If that makes you happy. Leg. Jesus. I just pull in your leg. It's taught to have been Europe's biggest volcanic episode in history. Okay. Well, you know, and they probably didn't know those places existed. And being bigger than Vesuvius, it's on the same chain. So, again, I say, how long is a piece of string? Yeah. Part of it. It's part of the same eruption, basically, yeah. A smaller but more significant eruption happened in 1538 that lasted for seven days and created Mount Nuovo, 
which is an, a cinder cone volcano within the caldera itself. Oh, okay. 439 feet high. So, right, so that's basically your traditional cinder cone volcano that yeah. we're Yeah. With basically a moat of lava around it. I don't know. Area. I didn't see pictures of it, but it, it erupted like. and it ejected all this stuff out so. and it slowly built up. Yeah. And when it stopped erupting, this thing was left yeah. 413 like something. Doom, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it sounds like anyway. Sounds like what? Fucking Mount Doom. You know, Lord of the Rings, big volcano with a fucking okay. mountain lava around it. That's what it sounds like. Okay. Like, I know I keep mentioning movies, but that's, yes, that's, my only ref- but that's my only reference point. I haven't seen a volcano erupt live, so it's my only reference point that I have to it. And I'm sure when they're making these movies, that's exactly what they do, is they go and look at footage of volcanic eruptions and try to recreate. Yeah, recreating all recreate the kind of things. Recreate as much, yeah. yeah, yeah. 1538 was the last eruption of Campi Flegre. What's that? 400, 500 years ago? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you're not 500 being, plus. Yeah, so you're hedging yeah. your bets when you're living beside it. I yeah. suppose it's not likely to happen. Well, you know, you're hedging, hedging your bets living on the planet. So. Yeah, that's true. You hit by a bus. But scientists constantly monitor Campi Flegre and that super volcanic chain that it's on mm. because it's so active. Yeah. See, this is the thing I got, you know, that fascinates me as well. We're doing all this monitoring, right? You know, and we're watching these things and, you know, what the fuck are we going to do about it if a fucking erupts? There's nothing you can do. Okay, you can get a pre-warning and evacuate a certain area or whatever. Like, the kind of catastrophic stuff we're talking about here, like, what do you do? Fucking evacuate the whole planet? Or half the planet? Or tour the planet? Yeah, you, you know, know. If you get one that big, like, you know, no early warning's going to fucking help there, is it? Well, okay. If you get one, yeah, it's going to be a global impact event. Yeah. That's no reason not to. No, I'm not track saying. It. No, I'm not saying don't monitor it. Jesus, I get it. Like, I'm just wondering. Like, it just seems completely fucking futile. Like, it, we monitor for things and we're able to kind of offset them. You know, as humans, as fucking scientists, whatever, we're able to kind of mitigate stuff. There's no fucking mitigating a fucking volcano. If this thing decides to blow, like. And they invariably they will yeah. they'll they'll go off they'll come back to life or whatever mm. or they won't, you know. Yeah. But it's understanding. It's human nature to understand yeah. stuff. So that's kind of what I get. Away, absolutely yeah, we're going. monitoring it just for our own education more so than to actually do anything about it. Okay. An article on a popular science website reported in June this year that Campi Flegre, Europe's most dangerous volcano is inching closer to a potential eruption. Where is this again, sorry? Campi Flegre. Oh, that one again? Yeah. So the one that hasn't erupted for 100 years. Bay of Naples right. thing. But, you know, that strikes me as red top tabloid newspaper articles. Mm. You know? If your it's favorite if your off. favorite team is on a winning streak, every game they play, they're inching closer to the one defeat. match closer to the one they lose. Yeah. You know, so it's it's how you look at yeah, the no, whole thing. Yeah, I understand what you well, See, that is kind of what I'm getting at, right? So they're monitoring this and they, they believe it's inching closer to an eruption. Is there anything that can be done or can they build fucking defences? I mean, like, what, is it, what exactly are they doing? Are they just sitting there going, oh, tick, 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 tick. This is going to blow someday. I don't know. Are, like, are they... Like, 
any contingencies? Is there is there any contingency that can be made against that's something for you to look up? Yeah, because that's yeah. I'm fascinated by that kind of side of it. Yeah, well, like, there you there's go. There's all this monitoring and there's all this fucking study, and I totally get it. But is there a branch of the science is trying to work out how the fuck we stop this shit, or is there? Yeah, don't mean stop it, but like mitigate it in some way. You mean without affecting the engine of the planet? Of the planet, like exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, and they made a really bad, bad movie about about affecting the planet so they could target what, enemies. Did we start the car was it that one? Yeah, it's fucking the car is a stupid great movie. movie. Uh, Awful it's still movie. Dumb as fuck, but it's a great movie. It's not a great movie. <laughs> I love that. It, it, it's one of those um, fucking so bad it's good. Nope. For me it is. Nope, it's just bad. Bad, bad, bad. More than 1.5 million people live above the volcano complex of the Flagraim fields. All those. But they're above it, so... Nope, 1.5 million people live above that volcano complex. Yeah. But half a million people of those have their homes inside the seven mile long caldera of Campi Flagraim. They were inside a volcano? Yeah, yeah. So if you're going to go, yeah. go quick. You see, there you go. Volcanoes aren't what I thought they were. They really aren't. Like, like when you were des- describing a caldera to me, I was literally envisioning a lake of fucking magma. No, you see, that, and that's my next point. <laughs> All of this movement towards rupture, and they're, they're saying it's closer to an eruption than it was yesterday. That's fucking time for you, man. Yeah, that's uh, the way time works. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. it's going to erupt someday. All so the yeah. talk about movement towards an eruption doesn't mean that an eruption is imminent. The crust could fracture. Yeah. And magma could come out, and technically that's an eruption. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that the whole thing is going to go. Yeah. You know, yeah. and with Vesuvius. It might erupt and spew a little lava and a bit of smoke up into the atmosphere and mm. a bit of ash. Yeah, but yeah. That so that's what I was talking about. That's earlier. an eruption, yeah. but that doesn't—that's not a catastrophic yeah. event, you yeah. know. So, so yeah. everything is kind well, of. That's in what a I've learned from this podcast: yeah. is that, like, to me, an eruption is that massive explosion of lava spewing yeah. into the atmosphere. Yeah, and it's not that's always not that. An Think about a dripping tap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes the tap goes drip, 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 drip. Yeah, and sometimes drip. it's a drip, 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 drip. The boat dripping, leaking taps. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then so, you turn on your tap and that's... Yeah, but... That's a catastrophic event. Like. It's how you look at it. Mm. It's, it's all eruption, but it's not catastrophic. Yeah. You know, I know but like we use the word erupt as in a, you know, a massive outburst thing of, you know, the crowd erupted. You know, it means a massive outbursting of things where in volcanic terms that's not necessarily what it means it's definitely not what it means yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. well it can be what it means when it does blow its top like that's also called an eruption but yeah but no i get it now i get it now yeah but also the fracture in the crust and the magma erupting need to be at the same point the pressure of the magma pushing from underneath yeah needs to be where in the, the same location as the fracture crack. is yeah, yeah or there are loads of things that need to be working for this eruption to happen this inverted right. commas eruption to happen yeah i get it now where people can live in these craters and stuff and yeah you might have a day where you're told don't go down x street because we've got a slight lava flow but we're just gonna let it 
not a slight laugh of flow, that's not what I mean. There's a certain section of wherever might have to be cordoned off, but that's about it. Like it's not going to cause kind of no. No, I'm I'm not saying I'm just thinking what you're saying, like I'm looking at Paul like he's got ten hands. <laughs> yeah. But what you're saying is stuff that happens in Hawaii. Yeah, that's you know, yeah, yeah that kind like of yeah. They, they corner off because there's it a small part of your life, magma yeah. thing, and like if you go on YouTube and you you look for lava burning car, you see this time lapse of a slow moving lava thing, yeah, inching towards this car over yeah. on side street that just bursts into flame. Yeah, that's kind of what yeah. I say. Yeah, so it's kind of like you know they might have. Lava warnings on the radio or whatever, you know, don't go down Patrick Street today, there's lava. <laughs> okay. Sort of thing. I'm not sure we're there yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think. I was talking to my ma and I was telling them what the podcast was going to be about. We were doing part two and Campy Flegre and fucking we'd covered Pompeii and all that kind of thing. And she said, you've got to talk about 100 horse tree on the slopes of Mount Etna. Okay. Which is another... Which is another fucking volcano in Italy. And I, I'd never heard of it. So we looked it up. And a hundred horse tree is a sweet chestnut tree. Okay. So there's, you know, chestnuts, conkers that we've yeah, got. Yeah, yeah, And sweet chestnuts are edible. Yeah. And horse chestnuts, get them conkers in, um, aren't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get them a lot of Chinese cooking as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah. They're meant to be very nice. Yeah, and, you, you know, you get them at Christmas and chestnuts. There's a song about it. Chestnut roast. Oh, you had to get me started, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a hundred horse tree is on the slopes of Mount Etna, and it's seven kilometers from the summit of Mount Etna. So it's on top of the mountain. So it's right it's up there. literally right there. Mm. And it's estimated to be between two and four thousand years old. Wow. Wow. And scientists estimate it to be closer to four thousand than two thousand. That, in part, answers your question as to why people live near. Um, yeah. Like, it's... If a tree can last that long, yeah, then people are going to be but, settled, but yeah. it's because, like, the soil is really fertile. If you've got the right kind of soil, the chances that you're going to get destroyed by a volcano, if you look at 100-horse tree, are pretty remote. remote. It's true, lived yeah. for, they think, probably close to 4,000 years. Mount Etna, which has erupted 65 times significantly since 100 horse tree started growing okay. close to 4,000 years ago. And the tree has obviously survived all that time and avoided every one of those eruptions. <laughs> it's not like it said, well, here comes an eruption and got up and moved. <laughs> the thing can't fucking go anywhere, yeah. obviously. Is Mount Etna, though, is that a conical volcano with the crater at its summit? Or, you know, is there vents below where the tree is growing? Or I'm sure there are. I don't know much about Mount Etna. I'm sure it's a stratovolcano. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm just wondering, like, if maybe that's why it's it's managed to survive, like the fissure or the opening or the aperture is below where it's growing, so everything's flowing down from there. No, I don't know. I don't think so. The magma chamber is just located in a spot where it feeds Mount Etna, which erupts in a direction which that's not where it's one hundred horse tree isn't. Yeah, you know, probably 180 degrees away from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
Okay. So cool. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, it's only four thousand years old. So go and live near a a fucking volcano because no. it's likely you're not going to get killed. <laughs> this is me you're talking about, though. Guinness. If anything can go wrong, it will go wrong. I move in, it'll erupt tomorrow. <laughs> Guinnesses have a hundred horse tree as the world record for the greatest girth of a tree at 57.91 meters or 190 feet. Wow, and that's in circumference. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Wow. And just to give you something to be able to tie that to, if you're Irish and you have been to Dublin and you've seen the spire. The circumference of the spire on O'Connell Street is 9.4 metres. At its base. At its base. Mm. Hardly that to speak. Yeah, because it's <laughs> a taper, so that's yeah, why yeah. I'm Obviously. trying to clarify. Obviously. At its base, so, yeah. 9.4 metres. That makes 100 horse tree 6.1 times bigger in every direction than the base of the spire. Yeah. That's Fucking huge. That is incredibly big, yeah. And that's it's just brilliant. its trunk. I can imagine what its plumage is like. That must be, that must be a sight. I have to go look at that. And I'd say the leaves are the same fucking size, man. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying the width of its branches. Oh, like the, right, yeah. The... It's canopy. Okay. It must be gigantic. Did you say plumage? Yeah, sorry. I didn't even pick that up. It's canopy. For fuck's sake. You know, you know what I bloody mean. If Tree. its trunk is that fat, then its branches are Tree's big. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, sorry, plumage is feathers, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm yeah. looking at. No, I'm deliberately <laughs> saying I don't. No. <laughs> Branches, leaves, beckon, canopy, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, the story of 100 horse tree <laughs> goes. During a violent rainstorm, Princess Giovanna of Aragon, travelling with 100 guards and knights, sought shelter beneath the tree and out of the rain but that's now, what I just said her, yeah. she'd have had her whole or litter and all that Is stuff that, that she gets carried on yeah the thing that, that they carry in the city no has a cover fucking, no she'd have had you know the, the horse drawn thing oh yeah yeah Yeah. so she'd have had that carriage yeah yeah I thought we were before that sorry no Jesus Christ man sorry, we invented the wheel a long time ago you know? <laughs> no, yeah. I'm thinking the Egyptians so, carrying the pharaoh on this yeah, thing yeah you know? okay yeah. okay She'd have had that, but all her guards and all her knights, all apparently, and according to legend, fit under the, the plumage <laughs> of 100 horse tree. You nearly fucking did. The canopy <laughs> What's of the word I'm looking for? It's, it's similar to canopy. No, canopy's forest. I think that's, you know, it's not, it's not a combined total. Okay, I'm not getting into I'm that. I'm a forest as opposed okay. to one single tree. I don't know. Anyone out there, tell me what word I'm looking for, please. Put me on my misery. Anyway, they all fit under 100 horse trees. Breath. It's, it's leaves and it's, it's branches. And, and none of them got wet. And it's lovely warm Apparently. green embrace of the tree. Apparently. Right. I now, having sheltered now. beneath trees during rainstorms, I do know that the closer you stand to the trunk, the wetter you get. Yeah. It's dripping down. Everybody's because there's less coverage. Yeah. It's the broader yeah. branches. Yeah. Broader further limbs. Further out you got yeah, more, yeah. The more, more leaves. coverage. More plumage. Yeah. Sure is, Paul. More plumage. Plumage. Sure <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I'm never, letting you, I'm never letting you forget that, man. <laughs> Foliage was the word I was Foliage. looking for. Yeah. Foliage. That's what I was looking okay. for. Okay. Excellent. Come on. Close enough. No. So yeah. 100 horse tree. Lived for... They guess close to 4,000 years on the slopes of Mount Etna. Yeah. So 
living near a volcano. I'm no definitely going to go look that up. I'll throw a picture of Hunter Horse Tree up on the Facebook because yeah, I'm definitely, definitely going to look at it. It's really impressive um, looking. Right, to finish off, I have the top 10 most violent eruptions in history. Right. None of which we've mentioned at all okay. so far. Right, so all of the kind of stuff we covered while they're famous eruptions. In part one are, and part two. Yeah, are more famous eruptions for other reasons than the pure, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Natural power, like just literal. Yeah. Bang, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what the, we're getting the, into now. And yeah? that natural power is... It's, ferocity it's, is the word I was looking for. Natural that, ferocity of... That index... And it's kind of like the Richter scale yeah. is called the Volcanic Explosivity Index. Right. This okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so well, these are the volcanoes I was thinking of. It's the VEI. Yeah. So right. this is what I was thinking of as yeah. an eruption when I came in here. Yeah. Right. Okay. Hunga Tonga Hunga Ha'apai. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad it's done. In 2022, exploded with a, a VEI index, a volcanic explosivity index of 5.7. Okay. The submarine volcano began to rumble in 20, December 2021, and seawater coming into contact with erupting lava instantly turned to steam, ejecting 45 million metric tons into the atmosphere. Wow. The blast extended for 162 miles. The next one, Huai Napatina. Huai as opposed to Hawaii. H U A Y. Oh, okay, right. Huai Napatina. In the 1600s, exploded with a VEI of six. Right. Now, see the way you're saying that, right? In the 1600s. Assuming they didn't have the technology, well, I know they didn't have the, the technology back in the 1600s to understand. That the VEI, I'm sure, wasn't even considered back in the 1600s. So I'm assuming modern day geologists have looked at the record, you know, the geological record of the volcano and probably particulates that they found elsewhere around the world or whatever. And they've been able to surmise that. I think we were talking about this off air as well. You were saying particles in the ice in Antarctica say that you know, don't belong, aren't natives to Antarctica, and they've traced that back to stuff that came out of that volcano. Well, and that would come from carbon dating. Yeah, But yeah. stuff in rock layers on on the other side of the planet. Yeah, yeah. And they you know, so it's not just Arctic or Antarctic. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm just course. using that as an example yeah, yeah, like yeah, of yeah. how far okay. from the source it went, and that's how they can then calculate the force that it threw stuff that far. But also would have looked at historical records yeah. Because there was an awful lot of... It's like when, when they kept history. Okay, the year 536 was the worst year to be alive. Okay. okay. Elaborate, please. You know it's something to do with volcanoes. You just know it is. Well, it wouldn't be in this podcast if yeah. it wasn't, but anyway, so, go on. <laughs> it was the worst year to be alive. And when I came across it, it was at the foot of... It was a link at the foot of a page I was reading about volcanoes for this podcast. Right, okay. And I clicked it because it was sensational. Worst year to be alive. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, Red top I'm daily mail. Yeah. Sort of stuff, yeah. So yeah. I clicked it and 
it triggered a reaction with me because we'd not covered it, but we covered some of it. Right. So what you're saying is it it was clickbait and you fell for it. Basically. It was clickbait yeah. that I was like, I fucking I'm familiar with this. Yeah. And yeah, we'd yeah. covered So I'll have a look so at I it. So I read yeah. into it. So I'll have a look yeah. at it. Yeah. So five touch six C E. Right. And I'm not saying A D ever again. Go back. Five touch six C E was the worst year to be alive. Glacier cores reveal an Icelandic volcano that plunged Europe into darkness. Okay, so a lot worse than the one we had 13 years ago, I think we said, was it? Oh, that was nothing. That was, what was that? Yeah, but I mean, that wasn't nothing. That was significant. No, it was mad, yeah. this, It was fucking nothing. A mysterious fog plunged Europe, the Middle East, parts of Asia into darkness day and night for 18 months. Europe, Middle East, parts. So we're looking at about a third of the world. Well, yeah, you're well, in the Middle East. It's more than Northern Hemisphere, anyway. Yeah, yeah the yeah, only yeah. one I didn't mention there was fucking... The Americas, the Africa, Americas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Australia. perchance it happened there and yeah. it just... just wasn't recorded. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Being covered in a fog, nobody knew where it came from. Right, yep. Like, and there would have been, what the fuck is this? This is mm. a really... And I'm sure there would have been a lot of superstition explanations but, but for regardless it. of superstitions or what it was or anything like that it would have been just what the fuck is going on and where's the sun gone <laughs> and a byzantine historian procopius i think his name was he wrote for the sun gave forth its light without brightness like a moon during the whole year yeah so like on a foggy morning you can look straight up at the sun yeah, it doesn't affect our say, eyes yeah, that's you... a really cold winter yeah. sun looking yeah. thing yeah. all year round God. day and night Jesus oh, night? no well, fog day and night I mean. yeah yeah. Jesus okay that's mad temperatures in the summer of 536 fell 1.5 to 2.5 degrees Celsius understood right yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. so it fell minimum to a maximum of yeah. 1.5 degree initiating the coldest decade in the past 2300 years wow snow fell that summer in china <laughs> crops failed people starved irish chronicles record a failure of bread from the years 536 to 539 when you say a failure of bread you mean the, the wheat crop obviously failed or failure of bread is that or is that kind of metaphorically like just a food failure it might have been uh, yeah, it just sounds weird. That would like have been, bread, uh, like yeah, but that would have been a substantial food source. Yeah, yeah, no, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so it was wheat or whatever. That, so you know. wheat didn't grow. Yeah, which yeah. means potatoes didn't grow. Mm. Which means fucking anything else didn't grow. Yeah, Carrots yeah. or whatever, yeah. whatever it is you. Yeah, so it was a general food shortage. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, it didn't just kind of specific. Mm. Mushrooms yeah. probably grew. Yeah, because they grow in the fucking dark. Yeah, but and they feed them shit. They'll grow. Yeah, true, true. So, yeah, maybe mushrooms grow. But, I mean, who wants to live on mushrooms all the time? Or not at all. We'll see. I don't know. But in 541, a bubonic... And this is what triggered me. This went there that fucking is. That's why. <laughs> in 541, bubonic plague struck the Roman port of Pelusium in Egypt. And it became known as the Plague of Justinian. Yeah, do you remember we I, talked I, about I do that? remember, of course, vividly. Yes. That's what, did it, yeah. what I don't get is the article is titled "The Worst Year to Be Alive Is Five Thirty Six, and the plague wasn't until four years later. So I don't get the connection there. I get the connection in the article and why you because they're not saying that it's because of the plague that was yeah. the worst year to be alive. Like the plague 
in so they're the just Justinian, getting over the volcano the Justinian the Empire was based around the Mediterranean yeah, so all then, coasts around the Mediterranean or something like that if I yeah. vaguely remember so the plague in 541 would have wiped that out and yeah. it was traced if I remember correctly as far north as the Netherlands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, I get that. The Netherlands yeah. now, but what I'm saying is but, they had just recovered from a volcanic eruption and all all that shit that happened, you know, the fog and the whole and they're just literally recovered from that and then the plague comes along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nasty time to be alive, all right. Well, but but what I'm saying is five thirty six was the worst year to be alive because from Europe to the Middle East to Asia and most likely the Americas yeah. was covered in a dense fog. Yeah, the famine and shit. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. And they were just coming out of that when the fucking plague hits. Historians have long known that the middle of the 6th century was the darkest era in what used to be called the Dark Ages. Mm. But the source of the mysterious clouds has long been a puzzle. And the reason they know them now is because a Swiss glacier team extracted cores from the ice and they could look at them in smaller and smaller ice cross-sections. A Swiss glacier team extracted cores from the ice where? In Antarctica, I'm assuming, is it? Or the Arctic? I think it was. Not in Italy, anyway. (laughs) No. Why why are you fixated with Italy? Because the volcano was in Italy, was it not? I didn't say anything about a volcano. Okay. I said 536 was the worst year to be Yeah, but the fog. And you that was said all, at the start of, all over two thirds, if not the whole world. Yeah, but it was as a result of a, a volcanic eruption, was it not? Yes. But I didn't say it was Italy. I don't. Yeah, I'm I just assumed because we're, yeah, yeah, okay, right, we're around okay. that Bay of Naples area all afternoon. I just assumed yeah. it was there. Sorry, yeah. But no, I'm assuming it was a long way from Antarctic anyway. Or the Arctic or wherever it was. You'd hope. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of volcanic activity up there, is there? But then we so, did say there was... Studying the ice cores in an ultra-precise scientific method that they developed. Yeah. They could cut, like, microns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Micron-thick samples and analyse them. And they discovered an Icelandic volcano... Icelandic, sorry, spewed, it wasn't Italian. I, I apologise. Spewed, erupted and spewed ash, rock, right. pumice, detritus fucking pyroclastic whatever yeah, yeah. Ash, all into the atmosphere and that's what blanketed the whole world right and you can assume it's the whole world because yeah. if it's Europe well, all, yeah Europe. all of the civilised for want of a better word nations have reported it so it stands to reason that it was happening elsewhere as well tree ring studies in the 1990s suggested summers around the year 540 were unusually cold as well and researchers looking at them because you know the way you you can read the rings of a tree will yeah show you its growth over that year yeah and the less growth there is the less nutrients there are the less sunlight there is yeah like the closer the rings are together the less growth you've had that year exactly yeah okay so they wondered why and they looked for an answer too and the same answer that the, the Swiss scientific yeah. team got answered their question too. Yeah, it was colder summers. So the trees were starving along with the people, essentially. Everything was. Because, well, I mean, yeah. The Flora, fauna. Tree needs the sun to photosynthesize. Yeah. So obviously with the sun being blanketed, they couldn't photosynthesize properly. So yeah, that's interesting. Okay, so what we have is in 536, Icelandic volcano erupts. 
dimming the sun for 18 months record say. Summer temperatures drop by 1.5 to 2.5 degrees Celsius. In 536 to 545, the coldest decade on record in over 2000 years, crops fail in Ireland, Scandinavia, Mesopotamia and China. And it snows in China too. Yeah. During the summer. Yeah, which is not a very common occurrence. No. They do get snow in their mountains and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, not in the summer. Not, yeah, no, not in the summer and not widespread. 40 to 541, a second volcanic eruption. Summer temperatures drop again by 1.4 to 2.7 Celsius in Europe. Is this the same volcano again? I assume it is, but I can't categorically... Same I area, can, same region. I anyway. can categorically say I don't know. Right. Okay. Okay. 541 to 543 was the Justinian bubonic plague. Yeah. Spreads through the Mediterranean, killing 35 to 55% of the population, beating mm. the collapse of the Eastern Roman Empire. Yeah, so it, it's, yeah. if you lived through that period, you're a hardy book, like you're a sturdy yeah, guy. folks. Yeah, well, you were absolutely. in the right places yeah, at the right time. Yeah, at the right time, yeah, yeah exactly. You're and if you haven't there. yet listened to the podcast on the play, go back and listen to it. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's by far... Our most popular podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it was really like, like when you said you wanted to do the plague, I was looking at you going, you want now? Seriously. It's well, It was brilliant. It was I fascinating. Mean, really enjoyed that one. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I found alarming about it was the plague went away. Yeah. It wasn't eradicated by science. It just. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was. Bored itself you know, out, didn't it? You're in the dark ages. You're in the yeah, middle ages. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It just killed itself well, off. Yeah, didn't it killed itself off because it killed everybody and yeah. then couldn't reach someone else to infect. Yeah. So it stopped. But plague nowadays, which does happen, and if I remember correctly, happened in China, I think was the most recent case. It was an old man who'd eaten a rabbit that he'd caught. But it was caught and it's easily treated with antibiotics. Yeah, so yeah. there are all these things that swing yeah. into practice. I actually find that really strange that they still call it bubonic plague. Plague is a mass outbreak. Like, but it's, See, you know, there yeah. you go. That's, that's your fucking, that's your problem with plague. That's your problem with eruption. Yeah, it's no, but just it's that, you yeah. not being able I'm to get a, over no, use of words. I'm a stickler for the correct usage of words. Yeah. Okay, is that why you call trees? P- <laughs> okay. It's gone now. Okay. <laughs> I'm never letting you forget that. Foliage. I'm never letting you forget Foliage. that. Foliage. I got so, that too. 541 to 543, the Bubonic Plague in the Justinian Empire. Yeah. 640, after declining in the mid 500s, a surge in atmospheric lead signals pointed to an increase in silver mining because of economic recovery. So, mm. when they started to recover economically and Get back to normal. Food. Yeah. They just went hell for leather. Bit like what's happening now after COVID. Like yeah, I mean, there you go. Yeah. Like, like one clear example I'll use: the League of Ireland struggled for crowds for, well, ever since the kind of English football became a thing on television. League of Ireland crowds have struggled. Post COVID, crowds are through the roof. People just have a real urge and a hunger for live entertainment. It's become massive again since COVID. So that's kind of there you go. Get yeah. stuck in for the year yeah. and then get out and see the world. Yeah. yeah. That's it, like. Why Napatina in the 1600s with a VEI of six? 
1600, South America's largest eruption occurred in Peru's Hawaii Napatina. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Globally, summers following the eruption were the coldest in 500 years. So that's <laughs> fucked a lot of people up. Globally. Yeah. Sorry, when was that? Sorry. 1600s. Okay, so that's way, way after the fully of 316. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's the Middle Ages. Yeah, so it's happened again, basically. Santa Maria in 1902, and a VEI of six also. This eruption was one of the largest of the 20th century. Prior to the eruption, the volcano had been dormant for 500 years. It left a blast crater a mile wide and has been active since. It last erupted in 1922. Oh. Mount Pinatubo. And some of these names you will recognize. Yeah, I, I do recognize that one. 1991, with yeah. a VEI of six. Pinatubo in the Philippines is a subduction zone. Right, so okay. once so again, it's a lot, yeah. lot of tectonic activity around there, obviously. Well, most all volcanoes. Yeah, no, but I mean, there will be a lot of activity around there. Earthquakes, volcanoes, the whole lot, like, yeah. Where you've got that kind of interaction. It ejected more than five cubic kilometers into the air. Only a few hundred people died though. And I know you can say a few hundred, but considering what could have happened, only a few hundred people died and it was mainly due to the evacuation procedures the government had in place and constant monitoring that you do of Mount Pinatubo. Hmm. So people are constantly monitoring. When you talk to a volcanologist, and they say, what are you doing going monitoring a volcano? They're not doing that on the weekends. No, it's, like a fucking, it's constant, but a lot of it's automated. When they're not doing it, someone else is. And a lot of it is automated, but there's somebody monitoring the automated monitoring. Is there? there well, Around the clock. has to be somebody to go in and check on them. Because, I mean, if there is, say, you get this lava bomb gets yeah. ejected out of a volcano mm. and just happens to hit this sensor that you've got on a mm. tripod reading and feeding you information yeah. and wipes it out. Somebody has to go out there and find out why that's not transmitting anymore. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. They're constantly monitoring. Yeah. But it's, it's not some guy looking at a, an electrograph on a screen 24 hours a day, you know? It might be. No, I don't think so. I think okay. there's, there's an alarm system and stuff set up. Oh, okay. Mount Tambora in 1815 has a VEI of 7. Mount Tambora is Indonesia's largest ever recorded eruption by humans. Largest ever recorded by humans. The year that followed was the year without a summer. Right. So again, so much shite goes into the atmosphere that it just covers the globe. So it's 536 again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 536 again. Yeah. Worst year to be alive, take two. <laughs> the eruption killed more than 11,000 people directly That's with paraclastic flows. and. Yeah. It's yeah. mad actually listening to this. It really puts the Icelandic one from 2010 into perspective. I mean, the, the media would have had you believe this was a massive, huge event because it grounded air traffic for a it week was, that was the big kind of thing but it was was yeah but it was but you look like There's it didn't worse. give us i know like it didn't give us a bloody a year-long winter or anything close to it you know what i mean no but at well, the time like the, you know again the red top stuff but no it had a massive economic impact and that's why it was so kind of massive news you know because of grounded air travel mount tambora 
is estimated to have caused the death of 100,000 people due to temperature drop, food shortage, yeah. all that kind of thing, disease, malnutrition. Mm-hmm. Yellowstone National Park. Your favourite. 640,000 years ago. BEI of eight. So that's the highest. Yeah. Yellowstone National Park is 30 by 45 miles across. Like it's, and, and that sits above the caldera. That's a massive, massive caldera. Like the whole of that national park is inside is, the caldera, is it? Is yeah. the caldera. Right, okay. It sits right. on top of it. So the caldera is not in the national park. The national park is in the caldera. Is the caldera, right. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Happily, magma conditions indicate that the eruption and eruption is of Yellowstone caldera is very unlikely. Mm. Not I, impossible. Not, you know, nothing's it's, impossible. It's not dormant. It's Nothing's impossible. Sorry, it is dormant. It's not extinct, is the word I'm looking for. Well, you know, yeah, and extinct is just a, it's a very overused a frame term. of reference. Yeah, it's you a know? very overused If it term. hasn't erupted in the last 10,000 years since the last ice age it's dormant yeah if it's erupted in the last 10,000 years it's active if it hasn't erupted I always thought an extinct just basically meant that the magma chamber had solidified that it was you know it was no longer a magma chamber it was solid rock yeah but again and and that's what I thought too Mm. and I still grapple with which is which yeah but if you've got a a magma chamber that's crystallized or solidified Mm. what's stopping anything changing within the mechanics of the mechanisms of the earth to reheat that chamber yeah yeah. you know it's just it's everything is fluid everything is moving the whole mechanism works the way it works and we have no control over it yeah that is essentially what you're dealing with it's and that's why they're so long between eruptions, I'd imagine. Now, this is completely amateur, just from what we're talking about here is making me think. That's why eruptions are so far apart. It's because it does literally solidify and then remelt over, you know, over thousands and thousands of years, I suppose, yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Well, it's, it's going to happen. Mm. It, I'm not saying it's going to explode, but... It's going to change. Like the planet is going to change and is constantly yeah. changing. And it's the whole thing of giving enough time, everything that can happen will happen. But it's constantly changing in the sense that what's solid now might not yeah. be solid tomorrow. Exactly. What's standing now might not be standing it's tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And if you go back to part one with Krakatoa, that blew up. And one of the, the vents was blocked and that caused the explosion and it was blocked mm. by a pre- previous eruption. Yeah. So maybe there wasn't enough force in the previous eruption to evacuate that vent yeah, and, and it got, solidified. And got yeah. blocked and then and pressure built up, build up and pressure, it blew yeah. and everything fell into the caldera yeah. and fell 800 feet, sank 800 feet below the waves and then yeah. 45 years later it it's, was four hundred back above. above. Yeah. It was four hundred and something feet above the water. Yeah. So it had the risen. Child of Krakatoa, isn't yeah. it? That's and yeah. a Krakatoa, yeah, yeah. 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 Which is pretty cool, like. Yeah. So and everything awesome everything is inverted comes fluid. Everything mm-hmm. is moving. Yeah. Nothing to be scared of. Things are gonna happen, things are not gonna happen. It's gonna be great.
Volcanoes are so fucking interesting, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, come here, listen, I know a hell of a lot more about volcanoes than I did yesterday. I do too. So before we go, actually, because we never fucking do this, and we always say, oh shit, we forgot to do it. Thanks to everybody in the Cardiff Community Centre who allow us to do this. Yeah, yeah. And give us the space to record this stuff. Yeah, and they're really We never thank them. We seem very ungrateful, <laughs> but we absolutely 100% aren't. Yeah, yeah, no, they're fab, fab. Uh, yeah, and obviously thank you our listeners as well. Keep listening. Okay. Absolutely. On. And we shall see you next time. Next time. <laughs>